The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live, virtual, or hybrid corporate team building activities for companies around the world. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Hello, team. Once again, it's me, Rich Rennensland, and I'm welcoming you to Team Building Around the World, the podcast where I speak to people from the team building, team bonding industry from all over the globe. Today, I'm very excited to have with us all the way from Dublin, Ireland, Mr. Oren Masterson. He's an experienced event director with a demonstrated history of working in the adventure, mice, and team building industry. We're going to get more into that with him in just a second. But first, of course, I want to send out some love to my supporters. The show is supported by the Catalyst Team Building Network. Find out more about the world's largest network of team building providers at catalystglobal.com. We also want to thank our friends at B1G1, which can make your business a real force for good. Visit B1G1.com to get started. And now, all the way again from Dublin, Ireland, I would like to introduce to you the director and COO of Orange Works, Mr. Oren Masterson. Give him some love, everybody. That is a small group of strong supporters I have chained up under my desk. They're just really happy to see you, Oren. How are you doing That's today? Fantastic. Fantastic, Richard. I don't think I've ever had a round of applause so coordinated before. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. Why don't you tell my, my listeners a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Sure. So, Oren is my name. Um, I, I live just south of Dublin in a little small village called Greystones. And uh, I live here with my wife, Emma, and a couple of kids, Millie and Harry. And we've been sort of in the team building and, and outdoor adventure space uh, since 2001. Um, we have a lovely little home here in, in this village. We're close to the sea uh, with the mountains behind us. And we're an adventurous little family. And that sort of carries over to me too. You know, I'm always out and about and active and uh, sort of an outdoorsy sort of a guy. Now, as I mentioned, you are a director with the adventuring mice and team building industry. Let's delve into those differences. What What is an adventure industry to you? Sure. So, I mean, it, it, it's probably different things to, to different folks where we mm -hmm. concentrate on, on the incentive, the activity and adventure side is with corporate groups and with incentive groups who would be, you know, traveling into Ireland, mostly from North America, but from all over Europe. So we've created a series of, of outdoor adventure type activities. You may have heard of, of, of one of the people I'm about to mention, and that's Bear Grylls. Yeah. Um, who's quite popular in, in North America. So, mm -hmm. You know, in Ireland, we run and operate the Bear Grylls Survival Academy, uh, which is a franchise and uh, which is, is sort of a name that's instantly recognizable mm. in the outdoor adventure scene. But we don't run it for families. We don't run it for, for kids. It's, it's purely on a corporate basis. So corporate groups coming in for a team building activity with a difference. We've got a household name in there. And we do all sorts of island experiences and forest experiences up and down the, the countryside and all over Ireland. And now uh, MICE. Now, I'm, I'm sure a lot of my listeners are trying to figure out what that stands for. It is actually M-I-C-E. Could you go into detail about that for us? Sure. So MICE is the, the meetings incentive conference and events industry. And I guess, you know, we're the, the I and the E in MICE. Uh, incentive activities and incentive experiences is a huge part of what we do here in Ireland. Um, and then the E for events, team building events, indoors, outdoors, uh, and all sorts of events relating to teams. That would be us. Okay. And finally, of course, the team building industry now, which is really what this show is entirely all about. So could you please tell us, what does team building mean to you? What is it that your company does for the team building industry? Sure. So again, we've been a mix, you know, it's a lot of outdoor activity, you know, unfortunately right now, 
we're all tramped indoors. Sure. But regularly and, and usually at this time of year, we'd be outside. So we're sort of lucky enough. We've been in this industry a long time. We have a lot of different properties where we, we partner up with resort properties, four-star and five-star hotels all Lovely. over the country. And we sort of specialize in two things. One, that's outdoor adventure uh, using private land. So mostly it's forested, uh, forests on, on, on private resorts. And then, you know, we also have an indoor part of our business. And that's where Catalyst Global comes in. But we would do an awful lot of indoor facilitation and indoor uh, team building activities hmm. during the, the winter months more so. Um, and that's part of the reason why we got in, involved with Catalyst back in the day, really. We were an outdoor adventure business to start with from, from day one back in 2003. Uh, when our business was so seasonal, outdoor adventure in Ireland really and truly is only from April to September, possibly into October. So for a vast part of the year, you know, we were quiet. Nobody wants to come out in December when it's freezing cold and mm. hang out of trees in Ireland. So that's how we got involved in, in Catalyst Global. They were the perfect fit for us to come on board as a, as a partner and start delivering indoor team building events uh, in a live meeting and events capacity. So what made you decide that, that this was a, a business you wanted to get into? It, it, was, it was a couple of things. First of all, it was, it was just, you know, we had a, a large team that we needed to support year round. Uh, the outdoor industry is, is, is brilliant and fantastic, but as I was saying, it's, it's very seasonal in Ireland and not every corporate group is going to want to come out, you know, midwinter and do some activities. Mm -hmm. So we, we looked at just generating another source of income. We hadn't delivered any indoor team building events prior to becoming a member of Catalyst Global. Uh, and really, you know, it was the driving force of needing to fill blocks of dates during the winter months and just finding a source of income relating back to our, our team building heritage and our industry that we're in. So Catalyst Global was it was like the perfect fish when we when we got into bed with them. Now one of the things that people are always interested in when you're talking about different countries is the the differences mm. culturally that you would find from one to the other. But specifically what what are team dynamics like in Ireland? Look right now there's there's a disconnect, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um you know, people are working from home and I, I think you know, there's a major isolation that people are feeling at the moment too. You know, that lost connection with their teammates and the togetherness. Um, you know, there's a phrase going around at the moment, we're together while we're apart. Mm. What does that really mean? You know, we, we, we miss the human connection. And I, right. I think that's the, that's the biggest uh, disconnect really at the moment uh, in Ireland from a team dynamics point of view. What kind of offerings are you giving them now that they are so far apart? I mean, how do we bring people closer together when there's just going to be staring at each other through a screen? Sure, it's 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 difficult. I mean, you know, we're using all sorts of online communication platforms. Zoom is probably the most widely used. And actually, as well as it being our own preference, it's, we sort of feel it's the easiest platform to use. A lot of our clients want to use Zoom as well. So it's mm. just sort of one that's fallen in there. I guess one of the things, as part of Catalyst, we have a really wide range of, of online or virtual team activities that we're offering. Um, and look, anyone can deliver activities. That's that's the, the bones of it. But what we do is we deliver those activities with, you know, really high energy personalities. Mm. Uh, one, one of which I'm not. <laughs> I used to deliver. I used to deliver our events, you know, week in, week out for over ten years. I was event director of our our company. Uh, I I sort of steered slightly different direction when the kids started arriving into sort of a you know sales a uh, business mm. development role. But really, what what a lot of our guys bring and our girls 
as MCs. Uh, and actually, you know, funny, we don't call them MCs in Ireland. We call our, our crew atmosphere engineers. Um, <laughs> That's so awesome. There's, you know, in, instilling, you know, from the get-go on a Zoom call, we've all been on a million Zoom calls, so to right. make the difference, right. our guys just bring, what we'd say in Ireland, we bring the crack. Are you familiar with that? No, no, go on into detail about that. Yeah, no, I know in, in North America, crack means something else. <laughs> but in Ireland, if you're, if you're having crack and if you're having the crack, it means you're having a lot of fun. We spell it differently. It's C-R-A-I-C, crack. Okay, good. So, Richard, when you do come to Ireland, you're going to have to try the crack over here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. It's a, it's a different level. So, you know, just like I got you to laugh there about crack, that's what our guys do. They, they get our team on. And, you know, they're facilitators of team building events, but they're also entertainers. And as much as it's humanly possible, they're trying to read the mood online. Uh-huh. Like you 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 like you'd suss the vibe in a conference room or you'd suss the, the mood in camp in a meeting space when you're delivering events. That's what they're trying to achieve as best as they possibly can in a virtual way. Well, what kind of offerings do you have over there in Ireland? I mean, what, what are your atmosphere engineers promoting for folks? Sure. So we've got a creative type virtual activities. Uh, one of our most popular ones is called Blockbusters on Location. And it's really, it's a derivative of a really, really cool catalyst event called 15 Minutes of mm-hmm. Fame. Or, sorry, 15 Famous Minutes. Mm. And what we do is, using our atmosphere engineers, we invite a delegation onto to Zoom, and uh, we brief them on each delegate becoming part of a team and each team becoming a movie-making team. Mm. We're blessed that a lot of our team instructors and facilitators are also actors. And they've been on everything from the Vikings to Game of Thrones, which is filmed in Ireland. And a lot of our, our actors and our, our team instructors they will jump on and they will facilitate a really fun online acting workshop with these teams and get them prepped and ready for shooting their own blockbusters in their own houses, okay. uh, their own homes, their gardens, up in the attic, or whatever the case may be. So we've got some really fun ones. Uh, you've heard of Zoolander, the, the movie. Yeah. Well, we've created Zoomlander. Temp- and the other one is, is the, the Temple of Zoom, Indiana Jones. And we've a whole <laughs> range of really sort of funny, clicky ones that are going at the moment. Um, we're actually hosting one tomorrow for, for a, an Irish, English, and Scottish delegation in the mice industry called Sight Global. Um, so that's taking place tomorrow. So these folks, they, they jump on, they, they run around, they have a load of scenes to shoot. They do it in chronological order, mm. but as part of a team, nobody knows what the finished product is. They're all uploading their, their, their pieces to, to camera to us directly uh, through a, a web link. Mm-hmm. And then our guys stitch them together. And, you know, usually it works out on a Friday afternoon. They all zoom back into a conference call, grab a couple of beers or some minerals, get the popcorn out, and uh, we host <laughs> a screening of all the films that they've produced as the team. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Let me look at let me, let's look at the business from the other end, if you don't mind. What is it about teamwork in Ireland that that you think is so important? I mean, say that I'm a manager in a company and I think my team needs to build up some teamwork. Why would I come to you? Sure. I mean, in Ireland, we're, we're very highly recognized. First of all, we have a very wide footprint. We have facilities all over the east coast of Ireland, mm. down in the south of Ireland and in the west coast. So first of all, we, we partner with incredible properties. So we are in four and five star resort hotels all over the the country. These have magnificent woodlands and some of them have have mountains attached to them as well. So I guess if you like, why would people come to us? Well, we're in the most amazing properties permanently with incredible facilities, whether that's 
high ropes courses that we've built in trees or, you know, the latest four-wheel drive track uh, that we've opened in Adair Manor in Limerick, for example, uh, which is, you know, one of the number one resort properties in Europe. First and foremost, it's the locations we operate out of. Second of all, it's our crew and our team. You know, since we formed in 2003, we've kept a huge volume of our, our team members. We don't really lose anybody uh, unless they emigrate for some reason. <laughs> uh, nobody ever leaves us. So we've got this amazing team that we've had for a long, long time. And, you know, our atmosphere engineers, our team members, whether they're high ropes instructors, they're indoor team facilitators for indoor activities, people come back to us year on year or even on a quarterly basis because they want the experience delivered in physical capacity from from our team members. So, you know, location, team members, and then the product. The actual offering that we have, whether that is an outdoor adventure type activity or whether it's the latest catalyst uh, team activity that's available for indoor use, you know, we've got the products too. So we're a big hitter in Ireland for, for team building, that's for sure. That's that's fantastic. Good for you. All right, hold on with me one more second there, Oren. Um, I'm going to do what we call pay some bills over here in the U.S. And let me take a break for a moment to tell you, my team out there, about the Catalyst Team Building Network, an association of team building providers. With representatives in over 90 countries speaking more than 20 languages, the Catalyst Network is widely regarded as the voice of the team building industry. Network members share resources, best practices, and business opportunities. Catalyst partners are learning from each other and pushing the boundaries for what is possible in team building. Catalyst Network members share a common goal of creating highly relevant, socially responsible, good-valued experiences for their clients. For more information, please visit CatalystGlobal.com. The Catalyst Team Building Network, the world's largest network of team building providers. Now, Arne, you're part of the Catalyst Network, right? Absolutely. Since from memory, and I should know this off the top of my head, but I think <laughs> since about 2007. Excellent. Now, what is it that you get being a part of a global community? Well, first of all, I've got buddies all over the world, which is amazing. Nice. So, you know, once this pandemic blows over, if I was to hop on a plane and end up in Israel or in North America, uh, or Australia, we've got pals all over the world. That's great. But that's the fun side of it. From, mm-hmm. a, from a business point of view, we're connected to incredible operators in, in countries all over the world. And, you know, Catalyst has been at the forefront of, of team building for, for a long, long time, over mm-hmm. 30 years now at this period. And the original directors are still involved. We, we still chat them on a weekly basis. So we have this connection with the inventors really of team building on the other end on a phone or as we're experiencing it now, a Zoom call. So that's on the sort of internal catalyst side. You know, connection with, with all the members and our partners around the world is, is incredible too. Like in Ireland, we're doing some great stuff here. We're developing our own team building products. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've partners all over the world, you know, in the States, in Australia, all over the world, creating and coming up with really unique team building experiences. And part of it in this network is that some of our partners choose and, and, and put those activities back into the Catalyst Global Network so we can have the benefit of their expertise and trends that they're spotting in North America, for example, or in parts of Europe. And we can piggyback on, on what they've brought to the table. And likewise, you know, we do the same. We've just launched a new event called the Digital Global Innovation Game hmm. into the Catalyst Network. And our partners around the world are now selling that. So. It's a, it's a network exchange of experiences and events. Now, that game that you just mentioned, tell us about that. Sure. So the Digital Global Innovation Game, you know, first of all, we, we launched this about two years ago mm-hmm. to the Catalyst Global Network, and it was in a sort of a live physical capacity where you'd, 
you know, you'd run it in a, in a boardroom or in a, in a conference space. It's essentially a card game. Each of the delegates is dealt a, a series of cards, blue, green, and red. Hmm. And each delegate gets three of each color. They're either tech, data, or object cards. Okay. And essentially, depending on the cards that you're dealt, you, as an individual, have to come up with a concept for a new innovative product. And once you have done that yourself, based on the, the, the cards that you've been dealt, what we're doing now in, in breakout spaces on, on Zoom calls mm. is that, let's say I come up with an idea based on the cards I have. You've been randomly assigned nine of the other cards yourself. And each team member in their breakout room has to come up with their own innovative idea. Mm. You've got to, you know, you've got to come up with a pitch for it as well as, as a practicality for it. Effectively, in our breakout space, I pitch my idea to you you pitch yours to me and everyone else in the breakout room would do the same. So as a group, we have to decide, well, actually, Richard, your pitch was incredible. I absolutely loved it. But, you know, we preferred Oren's product. So why don't we take Oren's product as a team, let's sort of trash it out, come up with a business plan for it, and let's use Richard to pitch it because we like the way he, he talks to folks. <laughs> um, so as a, as a team, we, we work together on this, and there's a, you know, there's a process of, of you know, innovating the idea and then fleshing it out um, we then all enter back into a main conference space on Zoom, mm-hmm. and each team will pitch their idea, sort of Dragon's Den style, to the other teams. With a whole voting period at the end, where then you get to vote and invest for the idea and the concepts you like best. So it's sort of like, you know, a Dragon's Den mashup with a sort of a really cool digital card game. <laughs> so we're having great results with that, and. I know our friends in North America are now selling it, and we just had word the partners of ours in Israel are selling it too, and in Malta, and in parts of Dubai, the Middle East. It's a product that we originated, we put it back into the network, and our partners now around the world are selling it on getting the benefit of it, much nice. like we have been using their products over the years and selling them here in Ireland. Lovely. Have you ever heard of Shark Tank? That's something we have over here. I don't know if you have it over in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen it on on Discovery Channel or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds a bit like that over here. Just just to let you know. Yeah. Great. So, it, would you consider that your most popular event right now, or do you have something more? Right now, online, you know, virtually, it it would be a, a big seller for us. The other one that I mentioned was Blockbusters on location, mm-hmm. the movie making type challenge. Mm-hmm. That's also hugely popular. So they'd be sort of the top two. We've got 14 products available uh, digitally uh, at the moment, and we're always adding to them. There's a a fantastic virtual reality team activity called the Infinite Loop. So so that in itself, that's that's a fantastic activity, uh, effectively. Do you remember, certainly in England, uh, there was a TV show called The Crystal Maze. I don't know, did it ever make it over to... Uh, No, not not that I'm familiar with, no. Okay, well, well, look, in a sort of a real-life environment, you're, you're... running around a building and entering all sorts of rooms uh-huh. and you nominate one person from your team of four to go into that room but only the person in the room can see what's going on huh. and they have to relay all the information to the other three delegates who are outside the room so the event is sort of principled on that activity uh, but this is done in a virtual world so each delegate logs on they get a, a unique url so they're brought to a web page and each of the delegates in the breakout rooms four people tops they will see different information in front of them one of the four people will be in a virtual room and they can move their mouse around and they can actually navigate through this room Mm -hmm. and see different things. And then they have to spot information and and, and look at different things and get codes and relay the codes and the information back to the other three outside the room. But really and truly in the the game experience, each delegate gets to be in the room twice. 
they all get to experience different experiences from a communications point of view, right. work with each other, break out, use codes to get out of the room. And, and essentially what they're trying to do is, is uh, free a teenager who's been sucked into a virtual world. Uh, and the teams <laughs> that have the quickest time is the winning team. Very nice. So it's almost like a virtual escape room too. It's pretty much it. Yeah, absolutely. You can classify it as that. Excellent. Excellent. That sounds like a lot of fun. But let me tell you, uh, Orrin, what kind of charities do you work with over there across, you know, in Ireland? Sure. You mentioned B1G1. Globally, they're the sort of top of our list. Uh, we've been partners with B1G1 and we've delivered events for them. Uh, we went over to England and delivered a couple of events for them in Manchester and Birmingham. Really, really good good group in there. So we've been working with them quite a while. And then a lot of local charities. So we would run a sort of a build-a-bike uh, team building experience, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't unique. There's a lot of countries, a lot of teams around the world who would, who would do a build-a-bike. But we would partner with some local children's charities here and the bikes would be built. Somebody from the charity would come uh, to an event space, talk a little bit about where the bikes are going and we'd pack them up and, and bring them to that local kid's charity. So you're getting bikes into a community that, that really need them the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Another interesting team activity we have is called Toy Factory, where quite literally we, we create a toy factory uh, and we're building everything from doll's houses to toys, you know, scooters and this sort of stuff. They're all assembled there and then again donated to, to local charities. We have in recent years as well, sort of we've, we've moved away, not moved away, but we've added to our toy building and bike building mm. uh, CSR collection of experiences to actually doing charitable work for homeless communities. Um, we've got this really cool app. It's called uh, Go Team, which is a treasure trail type experience. Right. Uh, each of the teams, they get an iPad. Maybe it's in Dublin or Galway or wherever it is in, in, in Dublin. It could be in London either. Mm. Teams navigate, with their, navigate around with their iPad and they have to get to various different virtual checkpoints or physical checkpoints, complete challenges. But at some of these checkpoints, then there might be a bag pack. So they have to earn X number of points to get to a location. When they get to that location, then they're maybe given canned food or tin goods. At another location, maybe they're earning points to get dried food like pasta and rice and this sort of stuff. Hmm. In another part of the city, they could be, you know, earning points and completing challenges to get sleeping bags or whatever. And, and what we would do is we would, you know, work with the company. We would systematically put a budget on it. They'd give us a budget for, for goods and, and kit. Mm-hmm. And the teams would navigate, they'd participate in these challenges, navigate around, earn points, and they're collecting this kit. They would eventually come back to, you know, their meeting space, their, their conference venue, right. and they'd do a bag pack. So each of the recipients of the of the, the, the bags, they get, first of all, a backpack. Second of all, they'd mm-hmm. get their a new sleeping bag or some deodorants or, you know, hygiene kits, that sort of thing. And then, you know, a lot of dried foods and, and tin foods to, to keep them healthy while they're out there. Fantastic. Uh, with that in mind, Orn, hold on one second while I tell my team about B1G1 Global. Let me take a minute to tell you about them. B1G1, who can make your business a real force for good. When you're part of B1G1, you bring new purpose, meaning, and relevance to your business by making giving the core of what you do. Unlike unconventional giving models, B1G1 helps small and medium-sized businesses achieve more social impact by embedding giving activities in their everyday business operations to create unique giving stories. Every business transaction can impact lives from as little as just one cent. So please visit B1G1.com to get started. B1G1, business for good. 
All right, my friend. Thank you so much for being with us here, Orrin. You've been an absolute gem to talk to. But um, I know you say that you are more on the selling side of it. You're you're the man behind the curtain, as, as if you don't mind the uh, Wizard of Oz connection. But um, <laughs> do you have any pleasant memories you want to share with us of events? Sure. Well, seeing as you're talking about curtains, I got a, a really nice one for you. Fantastic. Um, I was going to go down the curtain twitching route as well, but don't think I'll go there. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, there is, you know, we've loads of memories over the years, and that's what we do. We create experiences. We also yeah. create memories. But a lot of the time, they're moving from one event onto the next one. But, you know, there was a, a standout, and there is always a standout moment with one particular team event that we have, and it's an event called the Big Picture. Mm. And the big picture um, is a team activity. It's an art and craft type uh, indoor team activity. Sure. Where pre-event, we will design and engineer a custom piece of art that only the event booker is familiar and aware with. Mm. And the, the piece of art will pull in their values and you know their culture, and it might even pull in some visuals with, with, with a product or their people. So it's a bespoke custom piece of art. Nice. Anyway, we always, after they have painted the, the, the piece, we always build it into a, a custom frame and we place a large stage curtain over it. And usually after the delegates have painted it, they'll go up and they'll, they'll get changed and get ready for pre-dinner drinks and that sort of stuff and then come back down to me outside the conference space. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do a, a big drop curtain reveal. So we've got the music pumping. We might have a, a you know a confetti cannon there as well. But we usually have one of our MCs or atmosphere engineers plus you know one of the directors or, or maybe the managing director of the company who get up and say a few words before we we pull this cord and drop the curtain. And that's the first time these folks will have had a chance to see their big picture and the components of all of their their efforts coming together. Amazing. So so really that's one of these sort of goose pumping, you know goose pimple type moments mm -hmm. um, for us when they drop that curtain. And usually, you know, you would expect when that curtain drops that everyone would go crazy. Right. But practically every time we drop that curtain, there's silence. <laughs> and that's the bit, where that, that's where the memory comes from. And, and you know what the silence is from? It's from people looking at it going, oh my God, we just did that. Yeah. How did we actually do that? And how did it look so good? <laughs> and you know, there's usually like 30 seconds of just nothing and it's it's um it's almost like an anti-climax and then they realize hey geez we actually we did this ourselves yeah this is amazing and then folks just lose it and go on but one of the most memorable times we, we did a big picture event was actually with the irish rugby teams the national squad oh really uh, yeah we had there about 45 of them on the squad and we were actually a little bit apprehensive going into the event we were thinking God, these guys, they're all big rugby players. They're probably <laughs> messers. You know, there's going to be paint everywhere. They won't follow the rules. It'll just be like boys having a mess. They won't take it seriously. Well, the first five minutes we were proved completely and utterly wrong. And actually, they were like the benchmark for the best ever team we've ever had who've done a big picture event. Huh. Their attention to detail and just how well they work together as a team and actually, you know, if you really think about it, they're a sports team, they're a professional sure. sports team. Sure. So they are so in sync with each other and they communicate just so effectively and so well together. Mm. But the nice thing, turning this, I'm going to circle back on the story, you know, the drop curtain from them was, was just spectacular. And mm. they had sort of known what they were painting in advance of painting it because it, it made perfect sense to them. Yep. A really cool memory from that was they had a, 
we didn't know about it actually. We, we dropped the curtain, everyone went wild, had a great time. But they took a professional photographer in and the photographer took a photograph of the completed artwork. Mm. And they then went and printed it. And they got it printed onto canvas and they rolled it up and they took it with them on the Rugby World Cup. Wow. And we, we only found out, you know, two years later <laughs> that they did this. They never told us this was part of their plan. And they, they hung it up in each of their dressing rooms. So when they toured around in the World Cup, it was in each of their dressing rooms, hanging up. And uh, they used to do this, you know, you know, before a game, teams get riled up and they get, you know, pumped and excited. Well, mm-hmm. this was their backdrop for, for that uh, before they ran out in the pitch. So that was, was a really memorable moment. And then two years later for, for them to, to bring that memory back up and say, well, actually, guys, we had a fantastic time, but we also did this year. It was one of those goosebump moments for us. Very nice. Let's look at it from the other end. Um, have you ever mm. had any disastrous moments that you've had to recover from and how did you do so? <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about this and I said, how can I talk to you about a silly moment where people <laughs> don't think, geez, those guys don't know what they're doing. We've so all I'm been not- there. Let me assure my my listeners, we've all been there. <laughs> You've all been there. So I'm going to tell you a silly moment from before our early works. Okay. So it's it's within my career, but not in, in our current uh, our current company. When I was cutting my teeth in, in, in events and team building back, Probably it was 2001, it could have been 2002, mm. certainly before Orange Works was formed. We were in our national concert hall in Dublin, and I was in with an old boss of mine at the time, and we had a very small team-building activity. Uh, it's a musical-type team experience that we were going to be facilitating in, let's just say, it was like a 30-person uh, boardroom. Mm-hmm. So it was myself and, and this guy I used to work for, and uh, we were in the room, and he wanted to do a, you know, a, you know, a small microphone and a couple of small speakers. It wasn't a huge space, but he wanted to do a sound check. Right. So he, he jumps on the mic and he says, testing, testing, one, two, three, nothing. Can't hear anything. There's just nothing happening. Uh, he's going up and he's fiddling with the buttons. I hadn't a clue about AV at that stage. I was only 19 or 20 years old. Mm. And uh, anyway, I was tasked with with going out to try and find an AV person or a tech person who could help us out. But two things funny happened here. First of all, I took a wrong turn and I opened up and I ended up inside in the main auditorium of the National Concert Hall, <laughs> uh, which was completely and utterly packed with, I don't know, 2,000 people or something like this. <laughs> and my old boss, who was in the small breakout room, was coming over the speakers in the main auditorium. So everything he was saying... Oh no! Relayed in front of these two thousand people, so <laughs> he he started getting a little bit loose with his language. He was <laughs> testing the microphone, and he was like, "You know, f this, damn that, whatever." Oh. And uh, sort of simultaneously, as I walked in the door, I made some noise. The door closed behind me. You can just imagine, you know, a bunch of those two thousand people looked around, and then at the exact same time, this guy is making a fool of himself on the on the, the sound system. So mm. that was a silly moment that happened. I learned an awful lot that day, I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> definitely one of the ones that stands out. You learned always to remember that a hot mic is a hot mic. You just don't know where it's being played to. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. 
All right. Orrin, thank you again so much for coming out and joining us. You were an absolute wonder to talk to. I've really enjoyed being here with you. But now I'm going to actually take a moment and I'm going to torture you just a little bit more because we're about to get into our speed round. Once again, this is just a series of quick questions that I'm going to ask you. Your objective, of course, is to answer as quickly as you can because you want to see how many you can get through in 60 seconds. All right. So fantastic. Remember, just have fun. Be loose. Answer as quick as you can. Try not to think about it. Whatever first comes to your mind. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. What is your name? Orrin Moncuson. How many children do you have? I've got two. Which one's your favorite? (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) One of these days, I'll get someone to slip up. Would you prefer cake or pie? Oh, pie. Who's the best person you know? My wife. Do you have any siblings? I do. One sister, Hannah. What's your scariest movie you've ever seen? Oh, Jeepers Creepers when I was a kid. Nice. I love that one, too. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? I'd love to get back to Hawaii. I was there a million years ago. I want to get back. Excellent. Uh, Who's your favorite celebrity crush? Oh, man, I don't have one. Uh, uh, What do you love most about yourself? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I I guess that I'm outgoing, I guess. Disney or New York? Oh, we're out of time. Sorry, Oren. I do want to hear about your Disney or New York preferences, though. Maybe we'll get to that next time we have you on, okay? No worries. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, once again, please give a huge thank you to my new best friend, Oren. Thanks a million. Cheers, Richard. Thanks for having me. You were amazing, Oren. Thank you. Uh, And thank you, my team out there, for listening to Team Building Around the World. If you like this show, please share it with your friends or colleagues. We'd be grateful if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts and leave us a favorable review. If you didn't like the show, it's okay. Shut up about it. No one really cares. All past episodes can be found at teambonding.com. But until I see you next time, my friends, remember, this has been Rich Rennensland, and if you're within the sound of my voice, you're on my team and I'm on yours. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. It's been said that you learn more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. So why not put your coworkers to play with the help of the team at Team Bonding? Team Bonding was founded over 20 years ago with one simple question. How can employees have a great time while fostering strong, authentic bonds between people who work together? Their catalog of innovative events includes scavenger hunts, Jeopardy, and much more. Each activity, whether live, virtual, or hybrid, maximizes the impact of team building with an accent on fun. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Team Bonding, when you want seriously fun results.